Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Uh, I am here in a different studio today. Uh, they had my other studio uh, booked up, so uh, I am in Dallas. You can see the traffic behind me. Uh, we we might see cars blow off the road today. Uh, it is so windy out. It about knocked me over. So uh, so welcome, everyone. Kelly, Cindy, uh, I am excited you guys are here. Uh, I see people rolling on here. Uh, so I'm alone today. Um, again, so uh, I, I just I decided to do another show that was just my advice. So I didn't want to have anybody here that I excluded. Uh, so I decided to go ahead and uh, and do this solo today. So I'll tell you what I would love you guys to chime in. I would love your feedback. Uh, you guys can all be my guests today. Uh, so uh, you know what? And at the end of the day, you guys are the ones out there doing all this, all the dating, and um, and you know better than I do. So uh, <laughs> I learned from you. All right. So um, so what I wanted to talk about is so we're rolling into really, and and I know I've said this a million times, but we're rolling into the busiest uh, um, dating season of the year, online and offline. It's not just online. Uh, online, it is um, it's November, December, up to Valentine's Day, um, but offline, we are here. More people are motivated, ready, uh, and looking for love. And and again, this is a statistic. It's not just this is this is not just um, a, an online statistic. This also goes with people's psychology as the uh, holidays roll in and they start thinking of, you know, family or if people that don't have family anymore, and uh, and you know Thanksgiving, what everybody's doing for Christmas, and uh, and then New Year's right around the corner. I can't believe it's right around the corner, uh, but uh, but yeah, we are close to New Year's, just a couple months away. Um, I went in the store the other day and they had everything Christmas. I was like. We haven't even gotten through Halloween yet, and we've got Christmas stuff everywhere. Uh, Tis the season. It should be awesome. So um, so I'm going to go ahead, and I see a lot of you popping on now. I hope you guys like the new time. I know I sure do, and our numbers have gone up tremendously um, as far as people watching. I would love to see our comments go up because, uh, especially today, uh, I'd love for you guys to, like I said, be my guest. And I'm sorry I'm a teeny bit scratchy today. With this wind, it's blown in my allergies, so <clears throat> I may have to stop and take a a drink as uh, we go forward here. Okay, so um, so what I wanted to do is give you guys tips. 
So let's get you ready. You know, we are going into the busiest season. People are ready. People are looking. People are open to real love. They're looking for it. They're ready for it. And you need to be ready for it. And I think where the uh, space is, the discrepancy is, is that I think some of you think you're doing the right thing and you're not. And how do I know that? Because number one, I'm a dating coach, so I hear your stories. Number two, I'm a matchmaker. And the best thing about that is I get to see on both sides, this is what people say and think that they're doing. And this is what they're really doing uh, because there's that two-sided feedback, which you guys don't usually get on your own, but I know what you're really doing. Uh, so that's, and, and so lovingly, this is why I'm doing this, uh, this class is so that we can get on point and be showing up the way that we should and need to uh, for, uh, for love. Uh, and for the right person. Okay, so I'm trying to, th I have so many on my list. It's like, I was gonna do a top 10, but I have more than 10. Um, I'm at, the first one is standards high, expectations low. This expectations thing has to be one of the biggest barriers to love and relationships and finding the one than anything. And I'm gonna go through some other ones that are kind of subsets of this as we go on. But at the end of the day, you should have a list of your ideal relationship. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is who they are. This is how they treat me. So we at least know we have all that information uh, and know what we're looking for so we recognize it when it shows up. But when you, here's an expectation versus a standard. And um, when you all say he or she should be doing this, or I wanted him or her to do this or be this, um, or you're making judgments about you know where they are, their history, um, something they did or said or didn't do, um, and just really more specific examples, how they communicated with you um, prior to the date or during the date. Um, Sometimes I, I know we, and I'm gonna talk about this subset too, about listening. Sometimes people feel on a first date that they weren't listened to, that the other person spoke over them. And I will say, give the, give the other person a chance because I think so many people go on these first dates thinking they're auditioning. Uh, and so they're there to impress um, versus being a listener and getting to know somebody. So it's really important that we give somebody that's interesting a second date. Um, and so another expectation would be communication. If you have a certain way you like to communicate or a certain amount of communication that you feel is necessary in a relationship, you have to learn each other. It's not about you. I mean, yes, you do need to have your needs met and I am all about that. But you have to give somebody time and sometimes train them because some people don't know what they're doing. So, you know, some people that are just starting to date again, they haven't been on dates in a while. Um, some people that have been on a lot of dates and just have really bad dating, poor manners um, for dating. Uh, and that's that happens too. But we can, uh, we can train people. So, uh, so it's super important to have high standards, low expectations. Know what you want, but don't expect that somebody's going to do everything that you want them to do 
show up exactly how you want them to show up and be exactly what you want them to be at all times. They are uniquely them. They have 30, 40, 50, 60 years of previous life and experience, and so do you, and everybody's going to show up differently. There is some level of training when two people get together involved, and that's important that you give people an opportunity and a chance and you're not just brushing them off because they're not doing things exactly how you want them to. Uh, so, uh, so, and again, I'm going to hit some of those points more in detail as we go. Uh, the second thing I have on my list that I can actually read, um, <laughs> maybe the further I put it away, the further I'll be able to, the better I'll be able to see it, is um, to focus on the friendship first. So, so many people get into these, I mean, you always hear me posting about this attraction thing and this chemistry thing. You people are taking this stuff way too far with this attraction stuff. Yes, I know you want to be attracted to somebody. Nobody wants to be repulsed by somebody. Nobody wants to not want to kiss them. Nobody wants to not be attracted to their person and not like the way they look. But sometimes people grow on you. You know, and I've used the example before too. Many of you have heard my stories about this, but there's plenty of attractive people that you may not be attracted to. You know, they may be perfectly, I have a best friend, that guy's can get any woman he wants practically except for me because I don't find him attractive, but he is a beautiful man, but he's not attractive to me. There's no, we have, well, he's attractive to me, but we have no chemistry. I have no chemistry with him and that can happen just as it can happen the other way around. I mean, how many times have one of you um, watching, listening, uh, you know, been attracted to somebody after the fact or somebody you weren't attracted to, maybe you were friends with, had a connection with, kisses you. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's this attraction that you didn't know and chemistry that you didn't know existed there. You have to give that space. If you just, if you just push somebody out um, or, or not go out with them again after a first, second, or third date because you're not feeling the chemistry, you need to stay in and try a little harder. If you like that person, if there's a mutual respect, if there's a mutual friendship, if you get along well, you need to give it some time. I think um, this is where a lot of people's wounds and dysfunction show up is when they have a perfectly healthy, nice looking person in front of them and they have unrealistic expectations for who that person needs to be. Whether that be the attraction factor or there's one little thing that they don't like about them. You know what? Nobody's perfect and neither are you. I've said this a million times. Give people a chance and give love, chemistry, and attraction an opportunity to grow. And that may be through mental stimulation. That may be through commonalities. That may be through friendship. That may be through someone that you find to feel safe with or trust. You know, it, 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 chemistry is big and broad and goes in a lot of spaces. Now, having said that, hey, Martha, hey, Tracy, hey, Darren, hey, Dawn. Um, having said that, um, I also don't want you to settle for somebody you're not attracted to at all. You know, if, if you're repulsed by them, if you don't have commonalities, if you two don't have shared values, uh, lifestyle, things like that. I mean, this isn't about settling, but this is about giving people a chance and understanding that dysfunction um, and, and years of bad patterns 
can get you all moving in the wrong direction. And I know if I had a guest here today, especially a man, he would say, these women like bad boys. And um, and you ladies do. <laughs> I actually had a lady yesterday that said, is it bad that I liked the little bad boy side of him, even though I want a responsible man? It's not bad as long as it's a healthy it's a healthy attraction to the bad boy, that he doesn't need to be treating you badly. Um, he doesn't need to be a challenge to a point. Um, all of those things that, that you have a healthy balance in all of that, because that is true. A lot of, a lot of women that haven't healed, if you like bad boys and you're attracted to bad boys, ladies, you have healing to do, I can promise you. Um, so, uh, hey, Tiffany, good to see you. Uh, and, uh, loving seeing all my friends and regulars on here, uh, and new people too. So that's awesome. Um, stay connected. That's my third one. Um, this is important. Text, phone calls, communication is key. I can't begin to, this will make or break a connection no matter how strong it is. I'm, I deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis. I, uh, with my matchmaking clients, I ask them about communication. How, how do you like to be communicated with text or phone call? And trust me, not everybody wants phone calls just because Women are, are women. They don't want, need you to pick up the phone, guys. Sometimes women prefer texting. I know many women that do. Um, and you need to know how somebody communicates and how often, like what is, what's the balance? And the truth is, is you need to learn that from one another. Like from a matchmaking standpoint, I can go in and say, she, you know, she, to a guy, she really likes um, to have regular communication. So, you know, my advice to you would be make sure you send those good morning texts, you know, and send something, you know, if this is not what you do and you aren't a communicator like that, send that afternoon or, or you know, evening text, you know, how was your day? How is your day? Uh, something like that. Stay in contact because out of sight is out of mind. And this is normally, and I, I'm going to speak more for women than men because you guys don't necessarily, I don't usually hear you guys saying, you guys want women to respond if you text them or you, you reach out to them. You women want to feel that you're a priority and that he's thinking about you guys. Women want to know that you're thinking about them. It takes two seconds to send a text message in the morning or in the middle of the day or both and both, I should say. So don't fall short there. Don't blow her phone up and be annoying because nobody likes that um, and vice versa, ladies. Um, but and have a healthy expectation where this is concerned and talk about it. It's okay if you guys have a connection on a first date to tell somebody, you know what, I love, you know, text messaging throughout the day. You know, I, I have time for it. So if you have a minute, don't hesitate to send a message. I love chatting on the side while I'm working. Um, or I don't have a lot of time to respond to text messages. So if you text, um, I may or may not be able to respond right away, but don't take it personally. Have that communication because people read into it wrong. I'd love to say people stop reading into it wrong, but 
it doesn't seem to work that way. Everybody wants things their way, but I will say how you make a woman feel loved is staying connected to her. She's about that emotional connection, guys. If you like a girl, show her that you like her. Make the effort, show her that you like her. Uh, and that communication part is, uh, is, is key. Okay. So I told you that we would focus um, uh, a little bit more under the um, standards expectations. I hear this one so much, and it doesn't matter whether it's guys or girls, you both are doing it, you're both guilty of this. Listen more than you speak. I know you wanna make a good first impression. I know you want the person to know you, but nothing turns somebody off more, nothing turn somebody off more than you talking about yourself the entire first date. Um, I'd like to get some amens here as comments because I know some of you, we've, we've, we've some of you that are watching, I've discussed this with you. Um, and we need to, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a give and take. I mean, you're trying to maintain a, or, or, or uh, start a friendship with somebody. You're, you want to learn about them. You want to learn about them. Obviously, you want them asking about you too, but if you knew how many times I heard people say, he or she didn't ask me one question about me. Not one, they talked about themselves. I asked all the questions. I actually heard the other day, this was a, a, guy, uh, a guy talking about himself on the first phone call. And the girl said, you know, hey, you know, he, all he did was talk about himself. Um, and how much money he made, how important he was, his job, how great his job was, blah, 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 brag, 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 ego, ego, ego. She's turned off. She's done. She's done after a phone conversation they never even met in person. Um, his story was that um, they, um, she asked all the questions. He felt like she was interrogating him. <laughs> I, I, I get in the middle of all of this, but, but there is a balance. There's absolutely a balance. And you know what, if some, if you feel like somebody's interrogating you or you're answering a bunch of questions, stop it. You don't have to answer somebody's questions. You could simply say, you know what, we've spoken about me way too much. I want to learn about you and then start asking them questions. I mean, it's a give and take here, everybody. So, uh, so this is important. So Laura says, amen, by the way, loving your dress. Ah, thanks. It's a, it's a sweater, but thank you. Um, I needed more on today too, cause it's chilly, but, um, but yes. Uh, so amen. Every, and I, again, know you guys, Hey Colleen. Um, I know you guys, uh, concur with this message. Please hear me. Anybody that's watching, hear me say that. You're about to go on a first date. You're about to make a phone call to somebody for the first time, second time, third time. I don't care. Listen more than you speak. Ask questions. Don't make an interrogation, but learn about them. This is what we're, we're trying to make a love connection. We're trying to see if our, our hearts and our souls can be aligned with this person. Don't be afraid to ask um, questions and ask deep questions. It's okay to ask, um, which I'm going to get to this next one. It's okay to ask questions about previous relationships when you're on a first date. I mean, the point of a first date is to create a connection and some intimacy. And you're not going to create any intimacy if you're not asking intimate questions. And here's another key point that isn't on my list, but I'm going to tell you, everybody's looking for a connection. 
the only way to get that connection is what I said. It's through creating intimacy. How do you create intimacy? And that's by having conversations that are beyond the surface. You know, we could talk about the weather all day long or the food or where we went for dinner or vacations or, you know, your kids, whatever. But somebody wants to be known. I mean, ultimately, that's the goal in any relationship is to be known, heard, and understood, right? Um, and even if we're not understood, we respect who they are. Um, so, uh, so we want to make sure that we are asking the right questions. It's okay to ask, you know, why do you think you haven't found the one? You've been on the dating site for two years. What are you finding, um, you know, with your experience? Uh, and, or, you know, you, you got divorced, you know, that took three years for a divorce. That must've been tough. You know, what happened? Um, you know, and are things okay now? It's okay to ask those questions, but on the flip side, have this on my list. Everybody needs an elevator speech. I've talked to some of you about this. Everybody needs their elevator speech about their previous relationships and marriages, right? You've broken up. It didn't work out. Nobody wants to hear drama. Nobody wants to hear you bitching about your ex-husband or your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. That's, that, that's not conducive to any type of second date at all or any type of connection. In fact, it scares people away with, if somebody's saying negative things. Um, so you want to make an elevator speech, something that's a minute or two at the most about what your, why your relationship ended. Um, it may be, you know what, my husband and I um, were just very different people. Um, we weren't aligned we weren't aligned spiritually and emotionally and we didn't see things we had very different childhoods and we just didn't see things you know the same whether it's was raising children or decisions we needed to make for our life or financial we just weren't aligned and therefore it created conflict and it just you know it it was not the right fit right so that was um i just made that up but um <laughs> but but that's what happens with a lot of your relationships i mean sometimes i love hearing um all of you that you know tell me about your previous relationships they that you're on good terms with them you're co-parenting you're doing whatever it it just wasn't the right person or you grew apart over the years we all know that story too you know she's raising kids i'm overworking you know i probably didn't pay as much attention you know and do the things i needed to do as a husband because because i was trying to make money to raise our family and do that and along the way you know we missed each other uh and you know sometimes the the divide is too deep to get back which is the story so many times get your elevator speech together i'm sure both of those were a minute or under on my end uh not a hard thing to do okay so mike says first dates are the best way i have to click on this are the best way to gather uh the info you need to learn about someone uh but only good questions and listening only with good questions and listening um you're right and mike i have taught you <laughs> i have taught you well um you, you want to make sure Mike's not afraid to ask the, the, the right questions because if you don't, if you do ask the right questions and you do get to the intimate part and the emotional part, you've got a woman engaged. I mean, that's where women are. They want to feel emotionally connected with you guys. How do you do that? By opening up her emotions, ask her something that's going to prompt 
her to feel emotion. Um, then you're doing your job. Um, I mean, I don't want her crying or anything, so not that emotion, but um, but just just connecting where she feel like feels like she's uh, she's connecting with you and able to trust you. Uh, so that's a good thing. Okay, so. I talked about stop accepting, uh, expecting perfection. Um, give people a chance. Just because you don't feel butterflies, and here I told you I get into some of the little details about the first date. You all are all about this butterflies or, you know, other situations that might arise, no pun intended, um, on a first date with attraction. Um, you don't need all that the first date. I mean, it's great if you think they're hot or sexy or fun or pretty or whatever, guys and girls, but that may, may or may not be there on the first date. And that's okay because sometimes that can get in the way. Um, sometimes that chemistry and attraction, if it's really strong at the beginning, sometimes that can get in the way and the red flags and, you know, crimson flags are, are waving like crazy and you're not seeing them because you're so, um, you're so blinded by the attraction. Um, so, uh, so you want to make sure that um, you give people a chance and don't expect butterflies are when we were 15. I love, I love the fact that I do think we can have something similar. Um, it's not butterflies, but you can, there's some people that give you a feeling when you see them or touch them and that's magical. Those, those magical things are just they're so rare. I mean, I, I'd love to say that we could all find them. And if you do find it, hang on to it forever. Um, but those are really, really rare. And sometimes it takes time for that magic uh, to develop between two people. Um, so please don't be expecting butterflies and crazy, you know, uh, a crazy, um, I don't know, uh, reaction to somebody's physical appearance. Give people a chance. Um, okay, uh, look for common values and lifestyle. Okay, again, these things are so simple. This should not be, this should not be, um, I, I, I shouldn't have to talk about it, I wouldn't think. But you guys are trying to find connections with people on outer things versus inner things. and. It, at the end of the day, let's talk about breakups because very often when you break up with people, think of the reasons for your last few breakups. You all didn't raise children, didn't believe in raising children the same way. Your values um, didn't align um, in regards to how you viewed life. Your lifestyles were completely different. He's a couch potato and you're an, an activity nut. Um, you, spiritually, you weren't aligned. You think about the reasons you break up, they're bigger core reasons. You've got to look for those core things up front. Um, and I will say that's what I do as a matchmaker is those are the elements I'm putting together behind the scenes. And even, even if everything lines up on paper, you know, that whole idea of like people can look at on paper, they can match on paper, but they may not in person. If you're that aligned on paper, you better give it a shot in person. Uh, if I've matched somebody, there's a pretty good shot that that's gonna it's gonna turn into something, unless you are unhealthy and not able to um, not able to see the other person for who they are, and not able to see those elements of of the natural connection. Uh, and having said that, you know I. Um, 
I, uh, I think that some of you are being too superficial. I really, I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, you think you need somebody younger. Um, you think you deserve somebody prettier. You think you deserve somebody more successful, whatever that may be. These are the expectations that we have to let go of um, and look at ourselves realistically. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of um, guys um, that have actually said, and it's it's men more than women, although I know you ladies are starting to trend in the direction of this as well, but you guys thinking that you need somebody younger than you, and this is typically guys in their, in their 50s and 60s. You need somebody younger than you because you think you don't look your age and you look so, you know, Rico Suave hot and you think you can date younger than you. If you're dating younger than you, you're, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons women that are much younger than you would date you and it probably isn't your rico suave self so i i think that you equally yoked is about equally yoked you're not going to have values and lifestyle in common with somebody who is 15 or 20 years your junior so you guys need to get over yourself you do um it's it's no offense i'm I'm, I'm all about the five-year differential. I think that's great. Five years younger, five years older. We don't want to put, I mean, I get it. We don't want to put a, um, I don't want to put a box around it, but some of you are, some of you are going out there and that is your standard. And that doesn't need to be your standard. You need to understand that there are exceptions. Um, okay. Brant says people want to meet the first time can either Okay, I'm gonna put my glasses on for this. <laughs> I can't see very well. Okay, people we meet for the first time can either be more attracted to us or less attracted to us over time because attractive uh, attraction um, for some is just about looks. I had teachers as a kid who I thought were frumpy the first day I met them in class, only to see them as beautiful people by the end of the school year. Well, Brant, let that be a lesson to you as you're dating that you can't, you can't judge a book by the cover. Be open, be open, be open, be open. All of you, be open. That's exactly great advice. Darren says, listen and ask good, meaningful questions. And girls, please, please, please ask about his kids before you ask about his earning ability. Um, again, back to the core stuff. I mean, I, I hear you, Darren. Um, you want to, there's another thing that can, that, that is important. What is that person's relationship to their kids? I mean, here we were talking about values and lifestyle and having those commonalities. Yes. If you have children, you're, you want a woman or a man that's going to be a good role model. Um, if your kids are young and they're, you know, they're going to need a parent, uh, father's absent, mother's absent. Um, then, then that's a different story. Now you're talking about a, uh, step in father or mother, but for most situation, it's a role model or a stepmom or dad and you want to make sure that that person likes kids that they're good with kids and they take interest in them right um so many of you i've noticed as you know you and it's okay again i get it you've raised your children you know you're 50 years old your kids are off at college you don't have to you know raise them anymore per se um understood but understand that somebody else might have kids that are that still need raising um as long as they're not too young i understand that you may not want to do that again but don't write it off if somebody's got younger kids or still have kids in their life i mean 
if you were a good parent, you you have a lot to offer as a role model for somebody else's children. Um, and I feel like people dismiss because of the kid thing so often. And like you said, Darren, sometimes they just don't ask questions or care. It's more about what am I going to get out of this relationship versus what are we going to have together as a, as a unit. Um, uh, so hello, Ron. Thanks for joining us. Um, Okay, so Ron, glad to see you on. Um, Mike says, ask about her relationship with her parents. Oh, yes, let's not forget that. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, ask about people's family because if you are um, back down to values and lifestyle, if, you're, if one of your biggest values is your family, if you love your family, um, you want to make sure that they have a, a healthy relationship with their family. Um, yes. There is, you know, women that have bad relationships with their fathers. If they haven't done the work, they can be very toxic to you guys. I mean, bottom line is they can be very, very toxic to you guys. I will warn all of you men and ladies, if you have a toxic relationship with your dad, I would suggest you get into doing some healing because you'll keep repeating the same awful, toxic, repetitive cycle um, because you haven't healed that relationship. And I deal with that all the time in my practice from counseling um, from teenagers on up. So it, it does start young. Uh, so try something different. And again, simple piece of advice, but a huge piece of advice. If what you've been dating is not working, it's okay to try the opposite. It's perfectly okay to go to the complete opposite side and try something completely different. It's totally fine. If you're used to type A personality um, guys, ladies, um, and um, you know, really good looking, very successful, you know what? Try a try a guy on that loves his job, that makes a good living, that may not be the hottest guy that all the women are after, that may not have a perfectly type A personality, but still has leadership qualities. Try something different on. For God's sakes, you can even try a nerd. That's okay. I did it. <laughs> I mean, I, I have told this story a million times, but there was plenty of time. I mean, my my type when I was when I was growing up, up until my 30s, I hate to say it, was always that I went for the best looking guy in the room. I wanted I wanted the one that everybody else wanted. Well, there's qualities that come with that guy that weren't serving me, that don't serve any of us ladies. I'm sorry, but it doesn't serve any of us. Um, that guy is, is not, personality-wise is not good if you want a healthy, uh, monogamous, loving um, relationship. And so I literally went the opposite. I would go and I would find the quietest guy, the most unassuming guy, and I dated him for a while until I found my happy medium. Uh, so it's, it's about connection and sometimes attraction and chemistry come in different packages. If you don't try something different, if you don't shake it up, you'll never ever know. So let's just say you go to the opposite and you try something different. You may say, you know what? There's not a chance in hell I'm going to be attracted to him, but I loved how he treated me. I loved the way he was there for me. I loved the attention that he gave me. I loved that he made me a priority. Now you've got these things to take into future relationships. So super important 
important, try on something different. Uh, so uh, da uh, Daniel says, yes, you may marry into the whole family. That's <laughs> yeah, very true, um, especially if it's somebody that has a close family. I mean, I'm Italian, you're marrying my family. Um, and that it is something you, def you definitely need to think about. And think about that too from a family standpoint. Do your families get along? I know my husband's family and my fa I didn't even want them to ever get together. They were so different that I knew it could be like a bomb going off if the two of them got together. Um, not good, not good, especially if your life is about your family and you love to have them around, you know, holidays and things like that. And you love to get everybody together. Nothing worse than that dysfunctional uh, situation. Uh, so Daniel says, forget about the outside package. What is their heart like? Thank you. And I love that a man said that. What is their heart like? That, and guys, you've all been there. Some of you men that go for that pretty, you know, outside, will tell will say they're not if they're not pretty inside it's not going to work right um so it's important that that the outside and the inside both work um but if you don't give the give it a chance for to get to know them inside you may never know um okay good comments today i'm uh i'm thrilled to see that um okay this is important too Vulnerability is, vulnerability is good. It's good to let someone see your heart, as Daniel said. It's good, for, it's good to do that, whether you're a man or a woman. And if that conversation is not going there, let's say you're on a first date and everything's superficial, it's okay to be the first one to dive a little deeper. You know, take a chance. It's okay that the conversation didn't go there, but it doesn't matter, man or woman, take a chance to, to dive in because if you don't, you may not get another chance. Um, so it's super important to let somebody see your heart. Um, uh, be yourself. Oh God, this is so, com again, it's such, it's such common things, but show up as yourself. Number one, I'll put this on the table too. That comes down to dress. I mean, guys, ask a woman what she's comfortable doing on a first date. I mean, I have a client that wants to go play tennis on a first date. You know, she loves to be active and go do things. She doesn't want to sit down at some stuffy dinner, um, a patio or something like that would work. So ask because everybody's so different. I've had clients that they don't like to wear dresses. They don't like to dress up. So taking her to a restaurant where she's got to put on a dress and high heels she can't walk in and she's uncomfortable on the outside all night, she's not going to be herself. I know that sounds stupid, but it's true, ladies, right? Um, it, it, it's important that you, you, um, you take the time to ask those questions um, so that somebody can, can show up as themselves and you can show up as yourself. That also means, obviously, outside, inside, be authentic. I mean, it's one thing you, we all want to impress. We all want somebody to like us, but not being yourself or revealing important things about yourself that somebody might need to know um, is important. I mean, it's imp I, I even had a, a client that had a situation with an ex that wasn't ideal. Um, it was under control, but she would always, um, in a light way, she'd always let the guys know it was a stalker situation from a couple years earlier, but she always let the guys know on a date, you know, 
I do have a crazy ex, um, and you know he he's not an active part of my life, but you know this there's there's been some some stalking situations, and it, it actually was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. She just didn't make it sound really bad. But but at least being upfront about it, so that that's not the big surprise that comes out of the gate um, after you get to know somebody. Um, so. Uh, so anyway, so it's important to be honest, open, and vulnerable. Show somebody your heart and soul. Ladies, God's gift to us is he gave us estrogen. That makes us emotional, right? So guys, guys aren't putting their, usually you know, walking with their hearts, you know, out in front of us, in front of them, but we are. So let a man see your heart. It's refreshing for a guy in most cases to be able to have an authentic, open, vulnerable, emotional conversation. Uh, to have a woman who is compassionate, feminine, empathetic on the other end. Be, be yourself. I mean, be who you are and show them who you are. And be, if as a woman, be vulnerable. As a man, be vulnerable. It's okay. A woman wants to see your heart. That doesn't mean, you know, cry at, cry at the dinner table when you're on a date. It's not about that. It's about showing your heart, your soul, talking about what's important to you. If there is a wound, being able to talk about it comfortably. Um, so, all these things are super important. Be open, be vulnerable. Uh, Daniel says, uh, I'm not a man. I am so sorry, girl. You're right. <laughs> she, she, that is a woman. I, I apologize. I blame my mother for that. Uh, Danielle. Okay. We're just going to have to work on the spelling of your name. That's all. We're just going to change that, Danielle. Okay. So sorry about that. It's uh, Danielle without the E. Okay. So another little simple thing, really little simple thing. Make your first date for a Saturday night if possible. All right. Saturday night. Why do I say Saturday night? Because our weeks are crazy. The amount of stress some people can be under during the week, um, depending on what their job is and when, when their job ends. It, I mean, Friday night dates can be super stressful. Let's just say somebody lives 30 minutes away from where you're going on your date. You know, drive time, Dallas, I mean, look, what time are we, you know, almost four o'clock? That looks really good out there, actually, for four o'clock. This, this sometimes will be completely stopped up at four o'clock. You never know what, what traffic situations are going to be like. Um, that's another stress factor. Um, what their work days are going to be like. You know, some people that have jobs where they're very mental, they need to unwind. Um, you're going to get a more fun, relaxed, open person on a day where they're not working. Uh, only problem with a Saturday is if it's a college football Saturday, like this Saturday, the Georgia-Florida game. Um, I'm not worried about losing. Uh, I'm not worried about losing. Um, however, if it, your team ever did lose, you might be in a very bad mood. But, um, but Saturday night, typically, you're rested. You don't have the week um, or the day on your mind. Saturday night dates are always better. So if you have a choice, do a Saturday night. Uh, and also, if you can't do a Saturday night, make sure you ask that person, guys, this is your job since you're the guy, you're the ones asking on the date, 
ask them about their job, ask them about winding down. If you said to a woman who has a job and you said, do you need some, you know, you're going to be off at five. Do you need some downtime? Do you need any time to wind down afterwards? Would it be comfortable for me to make a 730 reservation? That is thoughtful. She's really going to appreciate that. So um, I think that is super, super important. If you can't do the Saturday night date, make sure you you set the dates up in a timely manner so that everybody has a chance um, to unwind. Uh, same goes for you guys. I mean, really, it's great if a girl wants to go out, like 7, 7.30 is great for her. If it's not for you, say it. You know what, I get off late. Um, you know, I, I don't live downtown. Um, I'll, I'll need some, I'll, I need a little bit more time to get down there, so would eight o'clock be okay? It's okay, just communicate. Uh, communicate it and um, and honor it because if you show up and you're not yourself if you show up and you're stressed out if you show up and you're you know you're uptight um, it's you know it, it's not going to provide for a very first a good first date um, okay my favorite my favorite saying of all time it's hard it's just not an easy thing I'm gonna take a sip of my uh, sweet tea uh, so this is not this is not an easy thing to identify always on a first date but my favorite saying if somebody said how do you what's the first most important thing in finding the right one for you that advice would be you have to find somebody that loves like you do it's my favorite saying of all times for a reason it's work when you don't speak the same love language. And it's not just about physical touch, the five love, it's not just about that. It's about somebody who feels the same way you do about certain things, somebody who likes to do the same things you do, somebody whose definition of love is the same. It may be togetherness, it may be, um, it, 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 it may be doing things together, it may be family, um, it, it may be a quiet time, uh, who knows? I, who knows, the, 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 the possibilities are endless as to what, uh, who people are and what makes them tick. But if you find somebody that likes the things that you like, right? If you like to travel, like, and that's your thing and you're traveling all the time, you gotta find somebody that likes to travel because if you don't, it's, it's, it's gonna be a major block. If you, you have the ability to travel and they don't, then you're gonna feel like you're missing out because that's something you enjoy and really want. If there's, um, if, you know, I mean, hey, if your weekend is about football, college football, and your partner doesn't like college football, that's a pretty big deal, even for a woman. You gotta find somebody that enjoys doing the things that you enjoy with you, because it's the, it's your life. Like you're looking at, we're together every day, that's how when we, you know, we end up living with somebody or, or married to somebody, we know where we're compatible and incompatible. Well when you're compatible and you enjoy doing the same things and you enjoy being together and the communication is easy and what you like to do together is easy and the way that you express love to each other is easy if you're affectionate and touchy that other person needs to be affectionate and touchy to try to teach somebody to be that way when they're not is hard and and it's it doesn't come naturally so if you have to find somebody that loves the way that you love how will you know because there's probably going to be an ease in the way that you communicate 
with them when you're meeting them, the way that they're, it, it's not a lot of work. You feel like you understand that person. You feel like you get that person. That ease that you guys feel, and again, here's where I'm gonna come down to that ease with, chemist, with or without chemistry. If you have a really easy relationship with somebody, you have a friendship, lots of things to talk about, lots of things in common in your life, values are aligned, lifestyles are aligned, but you don't feel chemistry with them, I'd say stay in it, work on it, and, and, and try some different things because that, that factor of having all of those, that's rare, it's rare. It's a very rare, rare thing to find somebody that matches with you like that. So if you find it, you hang on to it. Okay. I know I spent a lot of time on that, but that is super, super important. People trying to fit square pegs in a round hole. If you're that different, it's not going to work. Um, you're always going to be trying to talk the other person into, you know, doing what you want to do or being who you want them to be and vice versa. Okay. So, uh, just checking on, oh, Ron, you're, you're funny, Ron. Um, sure you're not worried about losing tomorrow. Um, no, I am not worried about losing tomorrow. Um, I know we have some Gator fans, uh, <laughs> some Gator fans on here. We're not worried about you. Um, this is our biggest rivalry, even though, you know, I, I have a lot of friends from Alabama. Um, even though we have that competition with our football teams with Alabama, um, our biggest competition, our biggest rivalry is the Florida Gators. So we play them uh, tomorrow, 2.30. Um, okay, uh, go dogs. Um, okay, so uh, take your time. God, please. Again, take your time. We're not in a race, right? It's a, it's a marathon. And so many of you are in a hurry or have an agenda. You can't have an agenda. You can't rush love. You have to, um, I've got 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> there, I'm rushing the podcast. Um, you can't rush love. You have to give it time to develop. Um, you can't be on a timetable. If you want to have kids, um, you want to get married, you have, you have an agenda, you have to put the agenda aside. I mean, yes, it's important. And hopefully like the having kids thing, hopefully that's important to your partner too, but don't rush into a relationship, both of you, just because you want to have children, because you might rush in and start, get pregnant and start having kids and then realize they're not your person. So you have to take your time. And as I have a lot of you tell me, People, somebody just said it to me today. People don't show you who they are right at the beginning sometimes. That's why I said it's so important to show somebody from the beginning. You'll connect um, more authentically and quicker if you do. But if you don't, that's when you get invested for six months, a year, two years, three years, and then the real person shows up and then it's over. And you've, I, I'm not gonna say you wasted time, but you wasted time. So, you want to make sure you give it time. Don't put expectations or a timetable on when they should be telling you they love you, when they should be committing to you, when you should be boyfriend and girlfriend and calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend, all these stupid, frivolous things. Let it be. Love is supposed to be easy. Let it be and let it evolve as it needs to or does it need to. Um, you know, I love the ocean. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of uh, going to the ocean. I just got back from Mexico a few weeks ago and it was amazing and I miss it. But that you watch the ocean and just 
goes out and comes back in and uh, and just that rhythm as crazy as it sounds that's what your relationship should be like you should not have all kinds of expectations um, um, on what it should look like and where it needs to be it just needs to be wherever it is and hopefully with each you know um, coming and going there's more more um, connection made between the two of you to move in that direction. Um, if you let it evolve naturally, it will. That's how love happens. Uh, be open-minded, especially you people that have these patterns. Be open-minded that your person may and possibly is somebody completely different than what you've been looking for. Uh, sometimes you need to completely change your type to find what you're looking for. It's some of the reason that some of you are single for so many years is that you're looking for a particular type of person and you're looking for the wrong person. So you need to be open-minded, date people, say yes to somebody you wouldn't normally say yes to. Even if they, you know, some of you may not be attracted to in pictures, if they're not hideous or 500 pounds overweight, I get it, say, say yes and give them a try. So I, I can't tell you the amount of times, and I know this as a matchmaker, I look at people's pictures and I'm like, eh, and then I meet them in person and they may be better looking in person. Um, I know many of you that are doing online dating find the opposite. They're not as good looking in person. Uh, so, um, so hopefully people are posting realistic pictures, but some people don't take good, many people don't take good pictures. Um, so make sure that you're giving people a chance to meet in person because along with the physical comes an energy and some some charisma can't come through through a picture. Uh, and I know some of you also do this, you FaceTime people, you FaceTime or Zoom or whatever before a date, that's fine too, you can totally do that. Um, and I guess last, I always wanna make sure I add this in. Um, be careful, even though I want you to be authentic, open and honest on a first date and a second date and a third date, don't say inappropriate things. Don't talk about your, um, your exes. Don't talk about your sex life. Um, don't ask personal sexual questions to somebody. Don't tell a woman about your threesome that you had. Um, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, I had a guy that told a woman and granted they were the, she was younger than him and he said i'm used to dating and he was older like older i'm used to dating women much younger than you who says that who says that go get your social skills checked if you say things like that on a date there's something socially awkward about communicating things like that or you had a threesome something's wrong with that somebody didn't teach you etiquette like this is imp i'm sorry but these just as people, some people need counseling to heal from wounds. Some people need social etiquette courses. Um, so um, I know that uh, I know that may be a little tough for some of you, but you know, at the end of the day, you have one chance to make a first impression. You need to make the best first impression, showing up honestly, openly, authentically, um, being who you say you are. Um, uh, making sure that you're taking interest in the other person, you wanna to get to know them, um, putting your best foot forward, making sure that you're dressed appropriately, that you look, uh, that you tried. You know, that goes for men and women. Ladies, men are men look harder at what you wear than vice versa. Um, I know, I just heard a woman talking about a guy's shoes the other, uh, 
the other day. She was talking about men, she noticed she notices guys with cheap shoes, but more men than women notice clothing. Uh, so, ladies, they're they're watching, and I know some of you ladies put a lot of time and energy into your first date, um, and to get looking beautiful. Guys, here's one last tip for you guys. If she looks beautiful when you see her, tell her, please. I can't tell you how many times women say to me, I did this and this and this, and I look like this, and he never once complimented how I looked. Girls love to be told they look beautiful because they really, if they do, they really, really tried, so notice. So I'm just giving obvious tips here. Hey, Tim, um, Danielle, Lana, Michelle. Hey, Michelle, haven't seen you in a long time. Jeff, Ron. Um, Thank you all for being here today. You know, um, I just wanted to, uh, real quick, uh, before we close out, um, I wanted to talk about uh, our sponsor, when the thing that I did this week, which is called, um, he's gonna throw a thing up, MSculpt. Y'all, this machine, I swear to you, I didn't believe it would work. I did not believe that this machine would work. I'm, there's a million like gadgets out there and things that, um, that we uh, do, that we can do, and that are available to us, and technologies uh, getting advanced. Are we able to pull that up? Okay, there it is. Okay, um, so uh, so M Sculpt, um, she's doing a you know buy a thirty minute session, get one free. Y'all, this is amazing. I'm just telling you, like, if you all have certain areas, like maybe it's, you know, belly fat, maybe it's, you know, the side belly, maybe whatever it is, thighs, whatever, this, this machine works. I felt like I was being tickled really hard. Um, I felt like I was being tickled really hard. I, I literally had to get used to it. They, t they kept it down for me initially, and then they just kind of moved it up for me as I got more comfortable. But it literally felt like I was being, like somebody was holding me down and tickling me, which is torture, by the way. But, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't hurt. It is, um, it is the fastest way to lose inches and in fat and gain muscle, I've never seen anything like it. So I really just wanted to talk about that. There's other specials um, coming in November. I think there's $100 off of all fillers and, and stuff. And by the way, um, you guys, the special for the, uh, for the, for the uh, filler that I had on last week, um, the, that's ending tomorrow. So she'll, she'll honor it through uh, November and December, but you have to buy it by October. She's just gonna book your appointment into November and December. So if you're thinking about getting any filler done, um, or, or and it goes in lines too, it's it's awesome for everything, it's super soft and cool, um, need to do it by tomorrow. Okay, that's it. Um, I can't, I just can't tell you, I mean, it's such a cool platform to be able to talk about things that I love. That M Sculpt is badass. So, um, so anyway, um, you guys have an amazing, uh, amazing weekend, and uh, and enjoy college football and go dogs. Have a great day. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today, and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information, or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com, or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.